Uh, <laughs> hi. Welcome to Talk Comics to me. I'm Champ Champenstein, and it's Thursday. It is Thursday. It is the 19th. I'm Heather. Oh, wait, it's the 18th. It's the 19th. Okay. Rest in peace, our dear friend. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a Thursday. I keep wanting to be like, it's Friday. It feels like Friday for some reason. Yeah, I don't want to jump ahead a day. But anyway, we're here to talk about comic books. We're going to talk about them right to your face, too. Yeah, directly into it. If you can't see us, we're pointing <laughs> at, at, at the screen directly. You. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Heather. You want me to go? <laughs> yeah, if you want to talk about comic books. Okay. <laughs> Um, I have a talent called Tara. This is issue number two. Uh, this is uh, Steve Niles and Simon Kudransky. I believe that's how you say it, Kudransky. Um, basically, this is just about a, a man who is kidnapped back to his hometown where his family is. Um, it's a town of literal terror. His dad keeps dying and being brought back to life, and he is called back to in a way prepare to take over for the family um but he had left years ago because he didn't want anything to do with wherever he was from he got married settled down was being happy and living his best life um so when he is kidnapped by his dad's people his wife is just like the fuck dude so she gets the cops involved they don't know what's going on because this town to outsiders does not exist. Like you can't get to it anyway. So while he's dealing with being brought back into his family life, his wife is dealing with trying to figure out what happened to him. It's a, uh, it's very interesting. It does sound intriguing. If nothing else. Yeah. It's um, I like the idea of it, especially the fact that the dad keeps dying and being brought back. Because uh, they don't exactly explain explain why and like what the purpose of the family is yet. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll get to it. But within the the town that he lives in, his siblings are all monsters of some kind. So I don't know if you can see. There's like werewolves and like scary looking people. There's like a glare. Yeah. Too well, I, think but, I can kind of see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but they're all creepy dudes. Um, so I like it. I like the story. I, I'm glad that I did stick with it because I originally was reading it just solely for the art. Like mm -hmm. I love Steve Niles books. I, I, I like the way he writes horror yeah. a majority of the time. Um, but I wasn't sure exactly what, how I felt about this story from the first issue, but with this second issue, it obviously does a good job of explaining more of the background of the characters and stuff and what could potentially be happening but the art is beautiful right. and I love it so yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good <laughs> pretty good yeah it's pretty good and I can't pretty, remember pretty 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 good pretty 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 good um <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a limited I can't remember I, yeah. I was assuming that it was going to be, but I honestly don't remember if it said that or if I'm just assuming that it is. I don't know. Maybe it's like a 12 issue or something. I'll look into it potentially. I have a lot of things from the last few episodes that I have been meaning to look up. And I did look up some of it. So at the end, I'll have a, a cute little addendum to say or whatever. Um, and such. Yes, yes. To clear up some of my confusion that I've had over the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Um, do you want me to do next one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is Slumber. This is issue number three. This is just about a dream hunter who is going through people's dreams to hunt down the, I'm going to say demon for lack of a better word, uh, the demon who has been haunting her pretty much her entire life. She is mm -hmm. finally able to locate where this demon is and her whole goal the reason she became a dream hunter was to take down this one demon so she is working inside the mind of a cop who has been having these nightmares and while she's in his mind him and her are working together because he's also trying to solve murders that the demon has been causing okay 
So it is, it is like a little detective story, but it's crazy because it's inside of the mind. And this book is so silly and I love it. Um, but this, this particular issue is what made me love it is there's just so much wild stuff that happens in here that is, you know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is a dream. The cop just keeps getting killed. And when he, like, once you die in a dream, if you're the one who's having the dream, you just open a door and there you are again. So he keeps getting killed and like slamming open the door going like, why are you killing me? Why do you keep doing this? It's just a lot of fun. And the art is really cool for it in the, the dream world. It's all like, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, like brightly colored and just silly. I just, yeah, I really enjoy this. And this is a short series. I do know that. I think it's five issues, which I like that because it's just straight to the point. They're hunting this demon. And once it's done, it's done. Yeah, you don't need anything else. Exactly, yeah. I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, they could obviously do like a second part where it's like, hey, this is the new big bad. But I just think that this is all that is needed for this story. So hopefully that's all it'll be. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. So now I have this, uh, what's it? Zero, like first second. Yeah. First second book, a history, history comics the Stonewall Riots, Making a Stand for LGBTQ Rights by Archie Bon Giovanni and A. Andrews. Um, just fairly straightforward. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a book for young adults, for sure. Mm-hmm. But that's like the way of, it's written? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. And that's kind of like the nice thing. I know you and I had that conversation about just like, you know, keeping queer history alive and making sure people know about it. And this is just like, you know, part of it. And this is a cool thing that, you know, never existed when we were younger. Right. So it's like, I don't know, have that ability for people to have access to that is really cool to me. Uh, But yeah, this talks about the Stonewall riots, three young kids go back in time with one of the kids' grandmothers kind of just like, I don't know, magic school bus style. They just like appear back in time and experience Stonewall like as like the riots were beginning. And that's, 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 that's that. Okay, cool. I, I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. I think it was, uh, that was really interesting. Just How's like the art for it? I, I liked it. It's, uh, if it's the same as like that it's the same artist as uh the easy guide to sex and disability oh okay okay when you said archie i was like wait i know that name i i bought a bunch of their zines from silver sprocket yeah um they are actually the writer oh they are they are an illustrator as well okay okay but that's not the artist who does that book right like Archie just writes it yes okay okay that's where I got confused okay and then then A. Andrews does the art okay okay (laughs) yes thank you for clearing that up (laughs) confusing I know I got very confused because I was like I know that name and I know that book and I know that Archie does the art in one of those books I just yes you know um, it's the they them pronoun book I'm pretty sure okay that, that they do the art for yes that makes because I remember seeing it on the wall at the shop and just putting the pieces together like I do with names <laughs> all right but yeah I would I would really highly suggest this especially if you know you have a young queer adult in your home does it being like YA do you think it makes it more accessible to broader audiences yes and no okay like I I, I don't feel like people my age would enjoy it necessarily okay I I don't know I feel like it is definitely for like yeah young people and then just like other gay people okay and that makes sense I just know sometimes like when those topics such as those when they are only done in like 
adult style books it's hard obviously for younger generations yeah yeah and that's like the nice thing about that book is that it's you know very accessible very good I love that yes okay are you ready yes let's talk more queer oh I was like what yes (laughs) this is a I hate this place this is issue number one or also fuck this place yeah, however, however you want to go about it it's a book um this is a fun little new horror book by kyle starks and i don't heather can you say that name um artem topolin yeah okay i was gonna go too hard with the y so uh but yeah yeah i would assume it's either artem Topolin or just Artem but uh, yeah that's uh, that's a hard one you got me you stumped me there uh and Lee Luffridge does the colors but yeah this book is like I had so much fun I love the way it looked I, I really did love the colors I thought the story was it's gonna be chaotic I think that's that's the thing I, I'm gonna have the most fun with but basically just a couples of people who inherit a farm and not all is what it seems they just were going to go there for a year sell off this cow farm get the fuck out Uh but there's like ghosts and shit it's a ufo hot spot (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a I'm excited to keep reading it because it's just like I know it is going to be wild. It reminds me of like 80s B horror movies. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed but yeah the colors are fantastic like especially with the the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah I just love love the way that it looks. There was I can't find it now but there was one face in this oh it was the cow. <laughs> the cow's face oh yeah i don't know why it made me laugh so hard but yes fantastic first issue very strong very fun Uh, somebody asked me like what type of horror this was gonna be and i was like i think it's just gonna be a little bit of everything under the sun because that's like kind of what he says in his author's notes but it's Mm -hmm. just like i don't know it is very much like kind of folky horror but also supernatural It'll be fun. Yeah. That's all we need. Yeah, that's all we need. This is just a nice, light little romp through horror. Yeah, I don't need any more serious horror, like, you know, too bloody of horror. Yeah. No, don't need that at all. Well, hello. She -hmm. says, look at my butthole. Yeah. (laughs) That was the goal here. Um, Okay, so next we have Rain. This is issue number five. This wraps up the rest of the story. And there are lots of revelations in here. Um, I was really, I was really satisfied with the way it wrapped up. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting the ending that we got. No, not at all. Especially with the way that like the first half of the book flows. Mm -hmm. And then like once there's, the reveal like that the moments leading up to that big reveal it was uh intense yeah yeah I don't know the artist did a really good job of of capturing that especially in the eyes of the characters like once she starts spiraling because she's putting the pieces together it was yeah very good yeah the art was great the colors were really wonderful yeah the story was just really well put together it was just a yeah phenomenal book yeah and it was only five issues, and I, I would definitely recommend this to oh. pretty much everyone. Yeah, highly, highly recommend it. Because it's just, like, weird, and then, like, also very emotional, and also just, like, very human. And yeah. I feel like I feel like it does a better job of, like, capturing, like, a lot of those feelings of post-apocalyptic stuff without, like, being overbearing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I always talk about how 
every post-apocalyptic story that I read has like a weird doomsday cult in it of some kind. Mm. It was obvious they had one in here, but it wasn't the main part of the story, which I loved. I thought that was, it was just more like background chatter. Like that's it. Like, Hey, of course these people are here, but this isn't what the story is about. And I love that. She misses me. <laughs> she jumps, jumped, jumped up in the window over there. So she oh just gonna <laughs> stalk across. I, I gotta hold on. I'll, oh, Jim is jumping down. Wish I could have gotten a picture of Jim's face for you. Okay, sorry. No more cat talk. Continue. We're done with the cats. <laughs> All right. I'm going to talk about my next book. Um. Okay. So this is Thor. It's issue number twenty-five. Um, this is just the part two of the banner of war, which I am not reading. So I did not read this part of the story, uh, but there are two other tales within this that, I mean, they're just like, one of them is especially like a classic Thor story. It's got like the enchantress and stuff in it. Um, and the second one. I don't even remember who writes it. It's just about frost giants and Loki and stuff, but it's uh, Thor. Sorry, what am I trying to say? It is a classic Norse story. It's about Thor's wedding. And if you know about that, then you know, basically Loki convinces Thor to dress up like a woman. And it was like a huge, huge thing. Um, I was not a fan of the art for this one story. That was that one that I was showing you the other day. Um, but I love that story because I think it's just, fantastic um so yeah that's that's pretty much what this issue was the first half is the banner of war and then there's just two other stories in it so right i suppose at least they gave you something else besides the banner of war yes i was very pleased with that because i did not i just not only did not but i absolutely refused to pick up the rest of the banner of war stuff to read it so i would have had like two Thor issues that I wouldn't even be able to read because I just have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I'm very glad that they included two other stories for me to enjoy within a Thor issue. Do you think, like, if you, would you try to read the, the first part of that? You know, yeah, I think I might. Um, but the way that it's told is very obviously part of this other story. So I don't think that I would be able to read it without Okay. Having read like the the banner, what what was that one issue called? Just the one banner. Was that banner of war. Yeah, it was a Hulk first Thor banner yeah. of war. Yeah, that. Um, but yeah, it all just flows together like that, which I get. But at the same time, like, why couldn't you have just done like a three issue like mini series for that one event? I don't know why Marvel always feels the need to do that. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Like I'm spread it out so get, much. Yeah, I'm gonna get Thor anyway. But I don't know. I might. I might try to go back and read it and see like how much sense it makes for me without reading the the Hulk part of it or the hmm. Hulk versus Thor. But the art was really good in it. Like, look how good this cover is. Yeah. No. It's like the art in that Banner of War book was really good. Yeah. It was just like it looks really good. I I don't care though. I, I'm like I said I'm not gonna read it I have no desire I've never really wanted to read any Thor story or <laughs> Hulk stories. and this isn't gonna make me want to pick it up just because I like Thor you know mm -hmm. so I don't know I they included other stories so it was fine I didn't feel like I, I wasted money um okay so now I have X-Force, this is issue number 28. Uh, this is just the X-Force uh, dealing with the fact that the Cerebro helmet is kind of going haywire and killing. And Kid Omega is abusing his telepathic powers uh, because he's kind of losing his mind after him and his girlfriend broke up. And Omega Red is free and he no longer needs to feed off of like people's blood, but he just keeps doing it anyway because he wants to do it. So it's him also trying to integrate himself into the Krakoa while being who he is. So 
it's it's all very interesting still and i am i am still enjoying x-force quite a bit um there's some really funny things that happen in here funny for me i don't know if it was supposed to be funny but a lot of the faces that they made made me laugh really hard but the whole kid omega part was really funny to me because he is just like going inside of his mind and doing crucibles in his head yeah <laughs> what Anyway, that was X-Force. It's issue number 28. <laughs> okay, so I have this. I'll read it. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> uh, that's technically, I read Breakout issue number two. Um, it is a story about these cubes that are, this cube prison uh, that is abducting young adults teens and that's that's it you don't know really what's happening to them up there you know it's kind of just like a prison cube and so these teens are staging a prison break that's it that's that's what the book is it's like there's something about it I like because I like I like the pacing a lot Mm -hmm. but I also like it feels like it's I, I think another problem is it feels like it's dragging on too long and that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's like quickly moving, but it's also somehow like, I suppose, cause it's also just like a story that has been told so many times. It's like, okay, I get it. Like something's gonna, something's gonna go haywire government or another bad guy is gonna be involved. Like, you know. Do you, was that the one that you really liked the art for? Yeah, the art is like really great. Though. Okay, okay. Because I remember you talking about the first one, but I couldn't remember what exactly about it you liked. And I do remember you saying like the pacing yeah. of it and the art. Yeah, the art and the colors are really, really great. But I, I just can't, I just can't dig my heels into it for some reason. Like part of me likes it and the other part of me is just like, eh. I mean, that's fair. You gave it two issues and I feel like that's very generous considering the first one you just weren't too sure about. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I'm just reading off the wall. So it's not like it's it's not a life or death, death, death matter, but it's just, yeah. One of those things where I think, I think it is a fun book and I, I would suggest it, but it's just not a book necessarily for me. Yeah. That's okay. You've got tons of other books that are for you. Yeah. True. True. Okay, so let's move on. Um, next, we have Immortal X-Men. This is issue number two. This is the kind of the inner workings of the Quiet Council. Um, this issue does a lot of focus on hope, right? Yeah. Um, and kind of her, her coming into her own within the Quiet Council and making decisions extreme decisions yeah yeah slaying kaiju and stuff you know like that's literally all it is yeah i mean there's a lot more there's like yeah i mean there's there's more that goes goes on in there but when it comes to like hope and how she is dealing with her new position that's what i meant like that's all it is There's a lot of other pieces moving in here. Obviously, it's one of those kind of books, but we're just seeing how everyone works together. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay. okay. So More next week, books. yeah, we, next we have X Men Red. This is also issue number two. Um, this is the formation of a group of X Men on Mars. And there's one X-Men Red team formed by Abigail, Abigail, Abigail Brand. I don't know why I'm having a hard time today. Um, and then another Brotherhood of Mutants formed by Storm and Magneto and some of the Araco uh, mutants. And it's kind of them coming to a head of, you know, these people don't need to necessarily be saved in these very traditional colonistic sort of ways. 
Yeah, I like the whole, that whole aspect of it where one of them is trying to take over and control and lead the planet. And the others are like, no, there are no leaders. We all exist here together. Yeah. I just, I think that's a very, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Enlightening kind of like seeing how they work together on that planet and realizing that it's very much based on real life <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah I really like this book a lot I really like Immortal X-Men I'm really interested to see like how those books like continue going yeah we're suckers and fell for the X-Men red so here yeah, we are fell for both of them but I know it's it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, it's not, at some point they'll be bad and then you just be like see ya I was doing so good with like taking stuff like X books off my pole, especially like I don't have Marauders now. I, I took that off. I'm done with that. And I did take Wolverine off, did that. But now I've got Immortal. I've I've got X-Men Red. I got Knights of X. I got Legions of X, which comes out with next week. Like mm-hmm. it's nonstop. Every time I take one off, four pop up in its place. It's driving <laughs> me crazy. <laughs> uh that's amazing um i have i have one, this one last x book to talk about this other oh, yeah. alvarado's receipt um <laughs> this is my abelardo's receipt but it's just a stand in for comic books um i read new mutants issue number 25 off the wall because they were like start here and i didn't i've been hopping it on and off that book and i just can't I can't afford to keep doing it and i don't want to do it so i i just read it off the wall but it was really good I do want to say it was actually like, I really, really liked it a lot. Um, basically just uh, magic giving up the reins of hell to Ward Limbo to Madeline Pryor and uh, her teammates kind of magic's teammates kind of being very leery of that um, stuff kind of goes awry. And then that's that there's like a really cool, aspect of the story where there's like kind of like storybook pages mm-hmm. telling like somewhat of the story that's kind of happening um and then there is like a flashback that is like in a very different style of our kind of re- reminiscent of like I guess that whenever that book came out New Mutants whenever that storyline was so like the late 80s early 90s I don't know don't right. quote me I don't know this stuff yeah um, I'm, I'm no x-men expert <laughs> uh but it was just like in a, a really cool style and it was just like kind of showing magic in this library and like the story that she was reading so that was a really nice little tie together are you going to read number 26 if we get enough copies and I can read it off the wall yeah okay it's like tempting. It is tempting to order it, but I have a very large full file right now, and I can't really afford to buy any more books. Dude, so I, I, I gotta make choices, and that's the choice I'm making. Okay, I think that's a uh, very noble of you. You have fallen on my sword. You're very strong. All right, I'm going to talk about this book. Uh, I am going to say, if you are under the age of 18, look away, because this cover is very naughty. Um, we just didn't, yeah, the main covers were damaged or just yeah, they were damaged. They were damaged. Okay, so all I have is the uh, Krasenka erotic variant. So I'm going to give you a count of three. Backwards. Three, two, one. Okay, this is Faithless. This is series three, it's issue number four. So it's coming to an end, we got two more left. Um, Basically, Faith, as I've mentioned, uh, discovered at one point during her year of (laughs) solitude, she discovered that she had given birth to a baby and the baby happened to be Lewis, who is in this story for all intents and purposes, he is the devil. Um, so this is her trying to outsmart him so that she can not only get her baby back, but she can live her life without anything to do with like what she's been dealing with the last few series. Um, but this issue takes kind of a weird, um, 
dramatic turn, I guess. Like there, it involves the brutal death of one of her friends. And like when she wakes up, cause she can only go to hell or whatever with Lewis when she's like in a sleep state. So when she wakes up, that's when she realizes that like the food that she ate while she was in hell was actually her friend. Like it's pretty fucked up. And it took, like, I had to go back and like read it again. Cause I was like, uh, did I miss something? But no, I, I was reading it correctly. That's exactly what happened. So two issues left. And then I'm finally fucking done with this. And I can sleep well at night knowing that I completed this whole series. And I feel like this last part has just been like the most fucked up out of all of it. Yeah, it's been, and you know, that kind of stuff doesn't like, it doesn't make me wary at all, but it's, it's been making me a little bit uncomfortable with the mm. weird turns that they've taken on it. And like, I'm a pretty gross person, but like, I, I don't, I don't want to see half of the stuff that I have to see when I'm reading this. Cause I enjoy the story. Like, I think the story is really cool and it has a lot to do with, you know, like, right and wrong and the things that you would give up to achieve your dream like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff I, I like the idea behind it but there's just a lot of stuff in there where I'm like dude I'm just a little girl I can't handle this <laughs> so yeah two more mm-hmm. issues and then then I'm done and then if they I swear to god if they bring out another one I, I depending on who does the variants like I can't do it I can't <laughs> I might I might get the variants, but I will not read anymore. I just cannot do it. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like three does seem like, you know, it's trilogy. It's concluded. Yeah. And there's been this, it would make 18 issues, which I think is just yeah, it's more than I needed for this story. Uh, all right. Uh, you're done with your, uh, yeah, uh, yes. Okay. Yep. Um, I have Electra. This is Black, White, and Blood. This is issue number four. I've actually been getting all of these. This is, I think, the first one I actually read. Okay. Uh, you read the first one because I have it. I actually found it when I was organizing my comics, and I remember okay. you saying or telling me about it, but yes, anyway. Yeah, so I must have read the first one, <laughs> and then I read the fourth one. Okay. I haven't read anything between, but yeah, just like all the rest of those Black, White, and Blood series, just... Uh, a few different stories about Electra, all told in black, white, and red. Um, these stories, ones by Matthew Rosenberg and then Alberto Albereque. Sorry, dude, if I, or, sorry, yeah, sorry, dude, if I messed up your name, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then Proto Bunkers Fares Fuentes Suho is the color artist. Uh, and then there's a story by Peach Momoko. And then uh, a story by Kevin Eastman and Freddie Williams. So they were all, I don't know, enjoyable. You know, that's what the book is. Just little short stories. Little short stories, little Mm -hmm. anthology. So very good. If you like Electra, then you probably would like that. That makes sense. And those have all been really good for the most part. Like the they've all chosen to do those series for, like. Quite yeah, I'm saying yeah, I don't think. I mean, I guess I didn't really. Well, I bought that one Deadpool one. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because who did it? The story. Uh, da- Daniel Warren Johnson. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay. So ready. Yeah. Uh, next we have House of Slaughter. This is issue number six. So this is the beginning of a new story arc. Um, the creative team is different on this book than the first five issues. I cannot find where their names are. Oh, it's on the back. Um, So it's uh, Sam Johns and Lizita Catanisi. Where's, oh, there it is. That's it in the very back. Leticia Uh, Catanisi. I did all right. Yeah. We we did fine. Yeah. and then you, you just do the colorist then. Uh, Francesca Segala. Uh, but yeah, this this book was, I really, really, really liked it. Um, I like that they're exploring the different masks within uh, the House of Slaughter. And I really like that they're exploring different people. This does take place um, after Erica 
goes AWOL. Uh, so this is kind of like within the current time frame. And I am very excited to see what happens. Kind of follows yeah, I mean, like the Scarlet, it follows the Scarlet Mass, which are kind of like your your librarians or your keepers of knowledge. Okay, that's good to know because like I said, I only got like a few pages into this one, but I did notice that, is it next week something is killing the children comes out? I Maybe, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, because I was confused by the timing. Do you think that these two are going to run concurrent? I I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It was just a weird thought that I just had because you mentioned it was the same time period that the current storyline is going. So I was yeah, thinking. I'm just not sure like when right they're both going right now. Okay. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I would say we will find out. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now we have new masters. This is issue number four. Um, this is kind of like a lot of stuff's happening now. Yeah, so basically the heist, uh, it went off with a, without a hitch, but now that they have the thing, um, a lot of stuff is falling apart. Yeah. Um, the group has been separated. Um, the data that they were supposed to take is now in the arms of... Uh, sorry, I thought I thought I was very clever with that. Uh, that was good. It was a good pun. Uh, yeah, uh, being held onto by the daughter of the the two main characters in this. Well, I guess the daughter is probably the main character too. But yeah. anyway, she has the information that the the bad guys need, and so they're coming after her. Yeah, yeah. I love this book. I, I especially like this issue. I thought it was really cool. It was very fast paced. I say, yeah, a lot of stuff happens really quickly. It's just a really solid story. I wasn't, it, it, I didn't know how I was going to enjoy the story as a whole after reading that first issue because it was so confusing. Mm -hmm. But I think, I don't know, they did a really good job building this world within the four issues that they've had. Yeah, no, I really like it. And yeah, I really like the, yeah, you can tell who's, who's who and what's happening. Yeah. yeah, just like so much does happen in four issues. Like a yeah, lot. it's. And I like the fact that it was like supposed to be read as if it. You said that they were video game creators. Is that what the whole thing was? Mm -hmm. Okay, and it definitely reads like that too, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I can see what you're saying for sure. It's just a very solid story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I have see this title it's a mouthful critical role vox machina origin series three issue number six this is the the last issue of series three um pretty much vax and vex are hired by their father to find uh someone who's missing within his people and that's that's honestly pretty much it they they don't get along with their dad at all and they haven't seen him in a long time so when they finally like run into him and he asks for their help they discover that not they have a new stepmom and they have a new sibling and it's weird for them obviously yeah um but there is going to be another series apparently there's going to be a series four and it's i'm obviously going to take place directly after this because this ends on a cliffhanger um yeah for fans of critical role <laughs> okay all right are you still like it though yeah, I do. It's like, it's oddly entertaining, especially because like the series that I got into Critical Role with was The Mighty Nine, which has nothing to do with these people at all. Um, this was like the first series that Critical Role did. And I was not as familiar with the characters when I started this because I'd only listened to like a few episodes of it. Um, so going through and listening to the entire Vox Machina part of Critical Role while reading this was a lot of fun. Okay. So I do like it. And I mean, there's that cartoon that's out now. Um, that's what kind of Kersalov was like, yeah, I kind of want to like read this and see what it's about. And so I think the cartoon must do a good job of explaining like what it is because he knew obviously who they were and stuff. So I don't know if you don't want to listen to all of the episodes of the podcast, then I would say you could read these and watch the cartoon and you'd be good. Okay. 
Uh, all right. Well, on that note, I have uh, Alice Ever After. This is issue number two. Um, this is a book by Dan Dan Pan. I always say this last name wrong, so I'm just going to say Panosine. 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 Panosian. Panosian. Maybe. I don't know. That's what it sounds like in my head. Uh, uh, Giorgio Spalletta and Fabiana Muscolo. Uh, This book's a lot of fun. I don't don't know if fun's the right word. I really really (laughs) like it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because fun isn't the right word. Uh, Alice has been put into a mental hospital with by her family who basically just are done with her drug addiction and all of her problems. And this mental hospital is not good, but all of the characters, you know, look like characters from Alice in Wonderland. And so that's kind of, kind of what's going on here. I really love the art and the colors like a ton. I think the story is really interesting. I'm yeah. I'm intrigued to see like what what happens and where it goes because I mean obviously she's gonna have to escape this place. That's a really interesting twist on that story. Yeah, I really I really like the idea and I wasn't sure. I think I just like automatically added it to my profile, but I still wasn't sure like if it would be good mm-hmm. just because like the solicit wasn't very like good in my personal opinion in describing like what the book was about because it kind of made it feel more like a like a sexy thing right like a weird like sexy tale right and I I remember not wanting to read it because of how the solicit read yeah I I don't even remember what it said but it must have like grossed me out Yeah, I because re- I do remember that just being really off-putting, but just being like, well, I want, I still want to try it out. Yeah, and I am, I am glad I gave it a chance because I do really like it and I really like the art a lot. It's very enjoyable. It is very enjoyable. Well, good. Sorry. I'm glad that you are enjoying that quite a bit. Sorry for rubbing my eyes. Don't apologize for that. The pollen count is so high today, <laughs> and you know we can't close any of our windows right now I can't imagine I I'm disappointed that we weren't able to record together tonight but I am also glad in that sense because my allergies are terrible today (laughs) I probably would have been crying over there (laughs) uh all right I'm ready so so next we have Batman Superman World's Finest this is issue number three and all of the little teams uh, so Batman, Superman, Robin, Supergirl, and then the Doom Patrol are kind of off on their own little separate adventures trying to figure out uh, stuff about the devil Nezha. Um, yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces to this. Yeah, it's just, a, I, it's really fun. I really like this a lot. I really do think the art and the colors and like even the like, letters really do a great job of like pulling the story together and the book together it Mm -hmm. like reminds me a lot of watching like the justice league cartoon i can see that or like something like that but it's just like it looks so much better than that and i you know i have no dislike for the art and any of those but uh i just have i have a lot of fun with this book i'm i'm really glad I, i picked it up and i have a lot of fun with it um, I am going to show you my favorite panel from this because, and you will never hear me say anything bad about Dan Mora ever. And my, if you ever do, I've probably been possessed by something evil, <laughs> um, but I just need everyone, whoever watches these videos to just look at that. Impeccable. That's the best panel I've ever seen of Batman in so long. He's just standing in the air. I love it. As Superman just carries him by yeah, the armpits. It's, yeah. it's brilliant. This stance is, it just kills me every time. Like I finished reading that and set it back down and then went like 10 minutes later by to pick it up just to look at it again because I love it so much. Yeah. Anyway, 
magnificent book. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I mean, and I love like the way Steve Lieber draws Superman. Like that's what he's one of my favorites, but they're like, there's one panel in here that like, it's just like Dan Mora is just like so fucking good. It's yeah. stupid. Uh, no one should it? be that good at drawing. Yeah, that, that is true. It seems like it's should be illegal. Yeah, this, oh, it's on the same page. It's the one where he, like, yeah, yeah, where his face is just like, so good he just looks so pleased yeah yeah I love it I I absolutely love this book and I can say that it is I like it not just because of the art and the colors because you know we love Dan Mora we love Tamara but like the story is actually compelling too like I'm I'm very interested in this and I I have never read a Superman story and I just okay. like to read this like it's very interesting I enjoy it quite a bit and so here we are we're reading the Superman story now here we are I got Batman I got Superman give them to me <laughs> all right so next then we have Batman the night this is issue number five of ten so we're like halfway oh through God. here for some reason I thought it was still issue number four this no. is number five five um, Bruce and Anton are finding another mentor and this mentor is helping them with disguises or magic as Bruce likes to call it. Yeah, um, going undercover. Yeah. That's, that's it. Just a Bruce Wayne, young Bruce Wayne figuring out how to become Batman. Uh, another chapter in the Bruce Wayne book of deeds <laughs> it's not a bad story I just yeah like we talked earlier just a story that's been told it's just it's there we, just, we know it yeah it's yeah. just more of the intri- intricacies interest how do you say that word intricacies I, I think you're trying to like make put two words together I know and I know what word I know how to spell it <laughs> anywheres anywheres <laughs> anyway it's more detailed background on yeah. every aspect of the Batman history I guess yeah 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 it's just a Batman story <laughs> also true yes <laughs> okay you ready Yes. All right. So lastly, we have Eternals. This is issue number 12. This finishes up uh, Kieran and Asad Rubik's run. Um, I, I like the conclusion a lot. I really like the lead in into what will be Judgment Day. Yep. Um, it does make me intrigued of that storyline, which I wasn't really before. Um, are you getting it? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, if I am, so if you weren't, then you can just borrow mine if you are interested enough to read it, because no. I am, because the whole idea of it is so interesting to me. And yeah, the ending to this one, like the last few pages, I set it down and was like, yeah, no, story. that was yeah. a good fucking story. Yeah, no, it really was. It like ended on a really interesting note, and it yeah, just did such a good job of being like okay this is where it's gonna go which is why yeah I mean I had already ordered issues number one and two Mm -hmm. of the story so I was probably gonna do it but now I'm like yeah I will I will fully read the story I'll probably I know I was gonna read the X-Men tie-in I think that I think that's the only other tie-in right it's just like the main series and then the X-Men tie-in yeah, well, the Avengers, X Men, Eternals. Yeah, so the eight, like the main Judgment Day. Yeah, and then there's like an X Men one. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I get yes, yes. That is exactly it. So yeah, I'm. I will now read this Judgment Day previews from Free Comic Book Day, and feel okay about myself. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one was really good. I probably should have waited until after I read Eternals, though. <laughs> I feel like it would have made more sense. Yeah, I mean, you, you didn't know. No, I had no I mean, idea. It was like a I free mean, comic. I mean, I guess kind of no, but not really. I know. didn't know that it, I mean, okay, yeah. 
I should have put two and two together <laughs> about it, but I didn't. I just, I got way too excited about a free comic. So. Yeah. The series was like really dense, really interesting. I don't think you necessarily like uh, this, the first Eternals story I've ever read. So yeah. your familiarity with the Eternals does not have to be there. I do think like, yeah, reading it in trade would just be so much better just because you get all that stuff more at once, which like, you know, waiting month to month was rough at points with that. Right. Or I feel like at some points it was a little over a month. Yeah. And like you said, it, it is very dense and that was not a, an issue necessarily at all. And yeah, for having not read any Eternals before, like Karen does a really good job of like keeping you interested in the story. Mm-hmm. And despite how like, dense it is yeah yeah and introducing you to like who these characters are and like yeah. what what the meaning of them are yeah it was so, really good it, yeah. it's kind of how like when I finished this it was exactly how I felt after reading Invaders where yeah. I was just like okay that was a really cool story like I really like that yeah I agree with that but yeah, that's all I have to say that's all we got that's all we got. We're done. We did it. Uh, Heather, what was your extra information? Thank you for reminding me. Allow me to give you a, a quick run through. Um, Blow so, my mind, baby. Okay. So last week I was confused about Norse mythology because I was getting my myths mixed up. So the one that they told in the, uh, and the Norse mythology issue where at the end, Loki's two kids kind of go crazy, kill each other type thing. One of them turns into a wolf and kills them. I kept getting mixed up because Loki also has another son that is a wolf. Yes. Um, which is, yeah, where my confusion kept coming in because within that series, Angerboda was not mentioned at all, which was a crucial point in Loki's life and why he ended up acting the way that he did in that issue because the way that they made it seem in there was just like he was bored had a little bit to drink and he was just going to be a dick okay he does do that but that wasn't the case in that um but yeah there are he now has two kids that are wolves one of them was turned there magically to kill the other one and the other one was just born that way um so that's where my confusion was that was it that's all I wanted to explain was they did not I don't know I don't know that was it I was just mixed up because of all the wolves <laughs> that was it that was it I had I seriously I went through like four or five of my Norse mythology books like why am I getting this mixed up because I know that story like I know that his kids are one of them kills the other one in front of him like that was a whole thing but why do I keep thinking that one of them was Fenrir and it was just because of that whole thing. That's all. That's all. Huh. All right. Well, then that's all we got for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so go support your comic book shops, support your local libraries, take care of each other, do good things. Thank, thank you for listening to us, Heather. Um, be careful in this heat. Like it is getting really hot outside just again with take care of yourself just pay attention know your limits i mean the temperature i mean the temperature is actually about to drop again this weekend okay it's supposed to be like this in a few weeks when it's back up to 100 with the humidity at like 150 but anyway just take care of other people and yeah look after yourselves so we love you and thank thank you as always and we'll see you on the flip-flop yes goodbye goodbye